Welcome to the Move Well podcast with Hannah and Connor, unpacking all things health and fitness. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how modern living affects our daily movements. Okay, so there were statistics released from the WHO that says that only 64% of Irish adults actually meet their recommended hours of movement. In a week? Yes, per week. So the guidelines are that we should meet 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity per week or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity or a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And that to me seems doable. Um, yet 64% of people aren't are, are meeting it. So that leaves us with 36% that aren't. Yeah. And what I'm thinking, the question that I, I want to ask is why is it a case that those 36% aren't mm-hmm. meeting it? Um, what are your thoughts? Okay, so, well, we, we live in a, in a very uh, sedentary lifestyle. So, well, not we, but the general population have a tendency to be quite sedentary, mm-hmm. where um, we have a large population of the, um, a large proportion of the population are uh, office workers, are drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens there is that it just, it's almost habitual movement then. So very common you'd hear of people saying, yeah, you finish your work, you go home, you do your exercise, if you're going to do exercise, you have your dinner and then you sit down mm-hmm. and you go and watch the telly or you watch Netflix or you go on your computer or mm-hmm. something that you're sitting down. And okay, I'm being very general there, but that is a, a, a good picture to Yeah, portray. people are tired after work and they yeah, want to relax. To yeah. However, is that actually relaxing? <laughs> is the main one? Like, mm-hmm. is it, is it um, linking with actual health? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think one of the burning questions that would, that would be in my mind is, is movement exercise and is exercise movement? Mm-hmm. So how I would break that down is, yes, exercise always is movement, but movement is not always exercise. Mm-hmm. So Or at least in today's, today's culture, you know, movement isn't seen as exercise. There's yes. like a very distinct difference made between yeah. movement and exercise, whereas years ago, people moved pretty much non-stop unless they were stopping to eat or stopping to have a chat with maybe someone down the road or it was a case that it was Friday night and that was their time to relax or on a Sunday was their day of rest but nowadays it's like oh I didn't get to the gym or I didn't get my workout done today yes okay you might have got your workout done today but if you're a mommy and you have four children in the house Mm. guaranteed you're going to have removed quite a bit (laughs) within that day so I think You've got like distinct a separation. Yeah, there's like there's groups, isn't there? There's like categories of people where you've got the person who thinks that they do nothing, yet mm-hmm. they're probably moving more than the average person would. Mm-hmm. Then you've got someone who is just working out, and they're kind of then after they do their workout, they're going into the office and they're sitting down for the rest of the day. And then you've got your person, the group, um, rather that just doesn't do very much at all and is quite sedentary. So the question is, which group is better to be in or do they equal out over you know, the week or how would you approach it? Yeah, so an interesting thing that we looked up there recently enough is that 
the there are blue zones mm-hmm. uh, in the world. Blue zones are areas which you have the largest proportion of people live past the average age. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically you have a larger older population, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people are like you know they they research these uh, areas in the world and think like well why is it like why do these people live longer than other people mm-hmm. so. Diet has a main influence there, but that's not something we're going to get into. But one of the main things that they found as well is that they don't act, they, they move more in their day rather than exercising. So okay. it's movement constantly throughout your day, throughout your life, mm-hmm. rather than having a big bout of like, you know, I'm doing my 15 minute, my half an hour, my mm-hmm. hour hit in the morning and I'm absolutely sweating, pumping. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the day you're sitting down mm-hmm. or for the rest of the day you're you know maybe not as active as you could be mm-hmm. so what what they've gathered from that information is that these people are gently going about their day but they're constantly moving mm-hmm. so a good example of that is you know a mother in the kitchen uh, obviously sorry to give a picture of these these areas would be like in japan and uh, costa rica and um countries like that where you would have a big influence of the older population on the younger population so you have families is a big thing so grandmothers feeding the mothers feeding the families you know what i mean so it's it's like a big chain so a good thing to kind of mention there is that modern living kind of has changed the family unit and how the family unit operates on a daily basis so you don't necessarily have those kind of um, yeah those interactions but also that like family support it's not necessarily there for every family Mm -hmm. so years ago where you would have had you know granny living very close or maybe granny living in the house in the kind of urban centers especially um Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen as much anymore so you don't have that family support and you don't have someone to say well you know i'm just heading out for a walk will you keep an eye or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that's just not the way they function anymore so People have to go to work, people have to earn a living. But how is it a case that they can incorporate their movement into their everyday mm. without doing that 30 minute? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we're not saying that, you know, anybody who does a 30 minute session is doing it wrong. Of that's course. that's definitely not what we're saying, because I mean, that's what I spend my time doing is yeah, giving it's those workouts. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a major um positive addition to your week is to break it up into three to four different <laughs> Kind of sessions um and and to to meet those markers but the most important thing is that variety of exercise mm, for sure. so like if you keep going and doing the same thing over and over again um it's only going to get you one specific outcome it may not necessarily address the health of the individual it's mm. only kind of working towards getting them stronger so but the classes that i would hold would be very varied in terms of yes there's weights yes there's band it bans it's resistance training but we also do like burst of cardio we also do um lighter gentle stuff um and then of course mobility as Mm -hmm. well because that's that's key that's kind of like your that's what keeps you going pretty Mm much um but how do you how would you encourage someone to get more movement in in their day yeah okay so a big thing, and obviously what I'll do here is I'll just address the the office worker, mm-hmm. and then I'll just sort of we'll, we'll try and think of different examples of jobs in which you can include this in. So, the typical office worker sits nine to five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and then depending on outside COVID, you could have a commute. Mm-hmm. Commute can be anywhere up to two hours, depending on where you live in the, in the country. 
Um, so that's a lot of sitting. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, you can't uh, affect the sitting in the car. Not much you can do there. You mm-hmm. have to drive. So you're not going to stand up and walk as you're driving. Mm-hmm. It's quite dangerous. Don't advise that. <laughs> uh, but as you are um, working at your desk, there's mm-hmm. lots of things you can do. One of the sim- most simple things you can do is make sure you go for a walk on your break. Mm. You know, a lot of people have two breaks, 15 minutes, it's 9 o'clock, and then you're wee hour to half an hour, or whatever it is. If you have your day split up and that, you have your breaks, and when you go on your breaks, it could simply just be, you know, walking, you know, 10 minutes one direction and 10 minutes back. Yeah, but, that's 20 minutes movement. Yeah, and, and getting it in, exactly. And across a week, that's, you a know, lot. a few hours. It adds up, for sure. Yeah. Another thing would be... Um, avoiding the seated position for an extended period of time mm-hmm. so there are so many ways to address this mm-hmm. like the internet is literally coming down with them mm-hmm. you know you can have kneeling desks you can have standing desks you can sit on a boju ball you can yeah. sit on an exercise ball yeah. you can stand on your head if you want to i but... remember studying for the leaving cert and being so sick of sitting mm-hmm. that i started to sit on a swiss ball and yeah. to be honest it was one of the best things i did because it gets you to engage your core. You're more mindful of your posture, yeah. and that's another thing that is directly affected. Yeah, it's directly mm-hmm. affected by your sitting position is your posture, and then that, you know, has so many other negative knock-on effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so those small little kind of tips that people can take with them, changing their um office equipment, getting active kind of as often as they can. Mm-hmm. I know in America as well, um that sometimes they can get like timers on the computers mm-hmm. and so their timers and here too i've seen it done yeah. yeah their timers will um kind of go off and remind them to take a movement break yeah. which i think is just fantastic Absolutely. because sometimes you get so bogged down in what you're doing on the computer an hour passes and you realize i've been sitting in the same chair with my knees crossed which mm-hmm. is also terrible yeah which i'm doing right now and i'm yeah. <laughs> not to do but it's those little reminders, even if you have to set them on your phone or whatever mm-hmm. it is, to get you up and just even walk to the toilet. Yeah, even if you sure. don't need to go walk to the toilet, go grab a glass of water, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's the frequency of movement, that's not the one. intensity of movement that makes the difference. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing to instill in people, I think, from today's podcast. Mm-hmm. It's getting up to put the kettle on. It's getting up to, you know, do whatever you need to do during your day, say at the weekend when you're at home, getting your cleaning done. All those tasks that aren't exercise that are making the difference. Well, they aren't seen as exercise. Yeah, so, so I, I suppose just so that the listeners understand it, mm. you're, we're, again, making that distinct difference yeah. between exercise and, and because exercise Like, we both know, if anyone goes and mops their floor, yeah. especially if they have <laughs> white tiles in their floor, yes. you will know, or cream, you will know that it's a hard workout. Yeah. If you are hoovering downstairs, you know, people say, like, Saturday morning, say you're going for a big deep clean of the house, mm-hmm. uh, and you go and hoover, and you're washing, and you're doing all the washing, hang up the clothes and the line, hang them upstairs, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, if you, that's two, three hours of, of moving, you sit down for lunch, mm-hmm. and you're wrecked, you know what I mean? So, like, that's not to be underestimated. Mm-hmm. It's similar to going to the shop with uh, three children. You know, you've won the buggy or you've won the, in the, in the trolley. trolley and the rest of them, you know, you're keeping your eye, eyes in the back of your head to look <laughs> yeah. after them. And so, or they decide to take off down an aisle and you're going run that. <laughs> Absolutely. So those things, those things are important because, you know, people look at it as, look at it as if like, oh, you know, I'm not really exercising all that much. Mm. But if you have a family or even if you don't have a family and you're, you're cleaning and you're, 
you know, you, you have your daily tasks, yeah. those things can definitely be seen as um, exercise mm -hmm. because it's just because it's not a uh, big pump and sweat doesn't mean it's not. But I think that's something benefit. that's something to to kind of encourage, you know, say busy mummies that are at home and they can't fit in structured exercise into their day. Mm. That's not something that necessarily has to happen every day. No. Like that, it's nice as an outlet for them to have that 30 minutes to themselves and to know, right, I'm going to get that in and I love it and it's something really positive for them. But if they've been that active for the whole entire day, mm -hmm. like they can rest assured that they have moved their body in a myriad of different yeah. ways. And so it's good that they don't feel that stress that comes with, oh, I didn't get my workout done or yeah. feeling guilty because they didn't get it in. That's, yeah. that's not what we want at all. However... In that regard, mm -hmm. I would see the likes of your classes where you do say like a really specific core core class. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's very positive and very beneficial for the likes mm -hmm. of a busy mother or for the likes of anyone at all really. Because mm -hmm. once you have a core that's activated, your core then is actually functioning properly yeah. for your daily tasks. Yeah. So the likes of injury is less. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, obviously the sun's out now and. Uh, COVID restrictions have lifted and people are like ah let's go let's yeah. do it and so like full of know, energy yeah I'm yeah. walking down the road there and you'd see the likes of you know maybe middle aged men or the older man or woman out in their garden and they're mowing their lawn they're you know uh, digging out their garden uh, little garden patches for their flowers and stuff and these are activities that they haven't done since last year mm. so maybe what you're talking August September time yeah, yeah. So they're now going straight back into it. Mm -hmm. And it's so common. I see it very, very often where someone comes into the clinic and they're saying, yeah, no, I was out in the... It could be something like I was out and I was doing some gardening and I was on my knees all day and my back's wrecked. Mm -hmm. Or I tried to lift the lawnmower out of the shed by myself and I'm, I just tweaked my back. Mm -hmm. Where it's a case of, you know, if you haven't been doing those things and you're not in physical condition in the proper physical condition to actually do them mm -hmm. the likelihood is yes you're going to get injured because you're not like it's common sense <coughs> excuse me it actually reminds me of a really funny story that i heard um of my granddad and my nanny years ago so my granddad would be very laid back in terms of his personality and what he'd do is when it came to the summer when the grass needed cut he would go and he'd do half the grass today mm -hmm. and then he'd tidy up his tools and come in and my nana would be wondering, like, uh, what are you doing? Like, yeah. putting in half the grass. But there was method in what he was doing because he knew he hadn't cut the grass in a while. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to be absolutely wrecked the next day, so he was going to do half a day Tempered. and half tomorrow. Yeah. And that is, like, I mean, that was that was a good idea. Absolutely. But I think I think when you take that that example into the Irish uh, mindset, mm -hmm. you know, the general Irish mindset, it's like, your man, isn't he so lazy? Mm. you know and it's like whereas that's actually especially or you're for doing the, it now just get it done just get it done but that could bring you to the point where your body suffers as a result and mm -hmm. it's it's about each individual and their exposure to exercise and their exposure mm -hmm. to movement yeah. how fit they are how yeah. healthy they are and then how tired they are on that particular day yeah. because I think and again that would be something that I'd reiterate again and again in the classes is that you come on a Monday right and you want to get stuck into your workout each Monday isn't the same Monday. What's happened that Monday isn't going to be the same thing that happens next Monday. And so your 
you are a product of the experience that you've been through. Absolutely. And so whether it's physical or, or emotional. Yeah, or so that means then that you may not have as much energy to invest in that one workout. And that's not a reason to beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. That's a reason to say, right, okay, I'm actually a little bit tired. I don't want to be totally wrecked for the rest of the week. So I'm gonna do a few reps less than mm. um than I normally do, or I'm going to maybe finish up a little bit earlier and start stretching before they start stretching or whatever it is knowing your body knowing what you need to do for yourself and your family and your commitments that particular day and there's nothing wrong with that because there's such i think with social media now there's such a pressure on people exercise eat this exercise now exercise then and lots of it is based around food and exercise but there's no kind of health where's health yeah like health very often does kind of fall flat because Mm -hmm people aren't just aware and yeah. so it takes the individual to kind of go looking for it yeah. to find something that will be a positive addition to their food and their exercise and doesn't constantly require them to be expending energy yeah. for them to feel like they're tending to their health Absolutely. sometimes it's actually the thing you don't do yeah that's, that's helpful yeah so to expand on that like if you look at society today uh, to to further the point that we made about you know the whole office worker or driver you sitting for a long period of time if you look at the actual consumer nature of society as well, where everything's made easy for us, you know. Yeah, um, like convenience. Convenience, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about like convenience food that you buy in the store, convenient like, um, you know, all sorts of gym equipment or, you know, there's there's lots of ways in which you can make, well, inverted commas make your life easier mm-hmm. um when really it's not it's not that it's not the, it's not the most healthy option so what i want to do now is expand on people who actually think they're doing good when they're actually causing harm mm-hmm. okay so a really 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 common thing that i see is an office worker or someone of that kind of a job, mm-hmm. even if it's just like a teacher or a dentist or you know someone who just has very little movement in their day, and then they would stick to one thing, so mm-hmm. one kind of action. So they they've like niched themselves into I'm a cyclist. Or yeah, something that runner. they enjoy. Yeah, yeah. But but they've they've confined themselves to that mm-hmm. rather than saying you know i can do all these different things that i want no i'm just a cyclist or i'm just a whatever it is that you're doing so the reason why i bring up cycling or running is because those two are very detrimental to that population because if you're constantly sitting all day sitting in the car sitting at work sitting on your way home from the car uh from work sorry and then you go for an hour cycle and then the weekend you go for a four-hour cycle what you're doing there is you're you are exaggerating the shortened hip flexors in the seated position. Mm-hmm. Similarly, when yeah, you... Yeah, so you're basically, you're kind of bent over. Yeah. Into, like you would be when you're sitting. Yeah, so your hips, yeah, so you're, you're well, the point there, sorry, that is that you're not actually moving the body in the opposite direction, mm. which, which your body wants, it craves that. So when you actually move your body out of that seated position and stretch it open, mm-hmm. like you would do in like maybe swimming or... You know, an exercise class that's specifically work. designed to yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, it's the same as running. You know, if you if you're constantly in that uh, seated position and you go for a run, you're going to run with your hips in that shortened position, in that sort of like flexed position. So you're not opening them up properly. And so the only reason why I'm addressing it now is because that, in the long term, 
will cause pain, will cause more injury because you're not addressing the underlying issue there. You're exaggerating it, you're making it worse. And so by including strength training, mobility training and a, a variety of different movements, we're not actually, you, you will actually benefit that mm-hmm. or, or reduce the likelihood of injury occurring when you don't just stick to one thing. Mm-hmm. So basically the point that I'm trying to make there is that we need to move in various different ways for health. So why is mobility such an important part of your exercise routine? Yeah, so like it's actually like a really big online craze at the minute, you know, where people are doing all these sort of fancy things, but really it's a relatively simple process. What you're trying to do is if you bring your joints through the full range of that, of the available movement of the joint, it's like nourishing for the body because you are um, putting pressure through the whole vascular system, the whole blood system, um, and then the nerves are getting lovely feedback, the lymphatics are being pumped. So basically what's happening there is that you're allowing the body to flow. So like I said, the blood is getting lovely flow through, so that's fresh, nourishing uh, blood full of oxygen gives back to the cells, your feet better for it. The nerve supply means you're more aware of your body in space and you can have things like um, chronic pain issues and stuff. We all know that movement is best for that. Mm-hmm. And second, I'm oh, sorry, thirdly there is the whole lymphatic pump thing. So that's like we're talking about there is your, your base level of um, of health pretty much is, is dependent on how well you can get rid of all the toxins in your body. Yeah, so because the lymphatic system doesn't have a pump of its own, movement is the pump for the lymphatic yeah. system. So if you if you can bring your hip or so yeah, let's take your hip, if you can bring your hip through a large range, that means the ability of the body to get to pump that lymph is greater then. Mm-hmm. So therefore you have a greater ability to get rid of toxins and your base level of health will be better. I always think it's a really good way to think about the body is that it's kind of a circuit. Mm-hmm. So blood flows kind of from the heart down to the toes, back up to the head, back down to the toes. So it's almost like a circuit. Mm-hmm. And if any part of that, if you can imagine like a hose, if any part of that hose becomes kind of, you know, there's a bent, there's a bent part in it and it's dumped, yeah, like a kink in the hose, then that affects the flow of everything, of the whole flow of mm-hmm. the hose. So then there's going to be a negative impact further up or lower down. Yeah. And that's really important to know is that you might have an issue in your hip, but yeah. that is inevitably going to start to affect you further up or lower down. Mm-hmm. And What's it's, lower down? Yeah. yeah, and it's, and it's really important to remember that every single thing that we choose to do in terms of exercise should not be feeding into that negativity that, you know, predisposing you to injury, but it should be the opposite. It should be, bringing you further away from injury, making injury less likely. Mm -hmm. So now, for example, what I'm thinking of is that all these individuals, everybody is returning to exercise and they're all going back to, say, clubs. And Mm -hmm. some people will have done the training they were given maybe by their um, coaches and some maybe haven't. And how will those individuals make sure now going back into it that they don't get injured? Well, I would just give a really simple advice there, and that's just be tempered. Mm. Don't go absolutely jumping with your two feet and then end up stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be uh, aware of what you're actually feeling. Yeah. Uh, know your boundaries, know your capabilities, know where you're actually where your strength lies, mm-hmm. and don't try and think like you know uh, I'm definitely strong enough for this, and then all of a sudden you're injured because you're not. 
so for those individuals who like that are kind of getting back into exercise after COVID, maybe because their club was um, not open or whatever it is, you've also got those individuals who maybe just haven't kind of felt like exercising during yeah. such a stressful period. Um, what I would say to those people is that each week you should set out, say maybe, you know, on your walk, say you want to get back into your walks and you start off with a kilometer mm-hmm. or two yep. and you're constantly checking in with the body. You're saying, right, am I wrecked? How am I feeling? And stop. Afterwards. Yeah. And stop mm-hmm. and stop and then say, look, I'll leave it for today. Maybe rest the next day. Then the, thir- the third day of the week, then try another walk. Maybe do two and a half kilometers, three kilometers mm-hmm. and eventually get back up to your, you know, wow. your five or six kilometers walk within that week to two weeks. The rule of thumb is kind of 10% per week and an increase. So if someone starts off with um, five kilometers, then five and a half kilometers the next week and gradually bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a good rule of thumb to avoid injury. Yeah. And what we'd say is that, and I think you're in agreement, is that, you know, sometimes you can feel like all those kind of endorphins are going when the sun's mm-hmm. out and all all the kind of getting back to seeing people and you you'll feeling be, great yeah you'll be in great form but that's generally when those things happen because yeah. instead of going for a five kilometer run now you're going out with someone who has maintained their exercise they've been doing 10ks every week and you were you haven't so you're trying to keep up with their pace it's it's really mm-hmm. important to remain aware that you know you need to listen to your body even Absolutely. though you really want to engage in it to for sure to the body. okay so with that in mind how would you advise how would you advise <clears throat> excuse me the likes of okay the older population we'll start with the older population so mm-hmm. it's those like maybe you know 60 and above uh, some 60 year olds might not agree with me being older but just you know that that, <laughs> that population so you're talking there about your walks so even just say something like a daily task that they haven't done in a while like their mm. gardening and yeah. all that so how would you advise their you know like even simple strengthening exercises for your class how would you how would you address that if there were if there were a few kind of handful of exercises i could recommend from home mm-hmm. um obviously this advice is for someone who's healthy and has you know nothing wrong with them in terms of kind of a comorbidity that requires more attention I need to have those details but say for your kind of the average person who wants to get back into moving and they are well mm-hmm. in every other way sit to stands yeah. are a really really solid exercise yeah. so not a squat because there's so much more to a squat than just the movement itself balance core control um and sometimes if you haven't been moving your balance can be off mm-hmm. so a sit to stand is a really really solid exercise which is literally kitchen chair even do it close to the wall or close to another chair in front of you Mm -hmm. and you are working on you know inhaling into your chest exhaling and push through the heels to stand up you can use the front chair as a balance if that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable and then just slowly working up through the reps so starting with three to four reps then the next day or you see the thing about it is is that if you can break your reps up into five times throughout the day Mm -hmm. That's getting more into that blue zone recommendation where it's a case that often. you're, yeah, little and often. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to start off with anything is to, to kind of encourage the body back into some quality of movement. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to live your life, yeah. clearly from the blue zone. Yeah, it little is. Often. It is. And yeah. that's the thing. Now, you've got individuals, obviously, like athletes or people who would do like a high level of exercise, fitness instructors. But in terms PTs. of the, the older population, little yeah. and often is definitely recommended. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you need to know kind of what stage you're at. And there are six-year-olds who 
are still very, athletic very fit, yeah. and their bodies would be able to cope a bit more and they wouldn't get much from their sit to stand so it de- totally depends on your on your yeah, fitness level but for someone who wants to get back into it that's exactly what i recommend sit to stands like say maybe at the back garden um lay out a little a walking track mm-hmm. you know use plant pots or whatever and from one side to the other now it might feel like a lot right straight away mm-hmm. but if you do a few lengths of your back garden this is talking like someone who's really sedentary. Mm-hmm. If you've done a few lengths of your back garden, like you will feel it, and that will gradually bring you onto the road, sure. and you know, it, in in a much um more Safer. controlled yeah. and a safe way. Absolutely. So you've got lengths of your back garden, then you've got um so a lunge, mm-hmm. same thing, holding on to the chair, um, and and focusing on your balance with that. The other one would could be like a wall sit, so sitting up against your back up against the wall and holding that squat position so sliding down so that your knees and your ankle are at a 90 degree angle mm-hmm. angle even and holding that for 10 seconds come out of it go back into it mm-hmm. again all while remaining really aware of how you're feeling and when you need to take a break for sure there's nothing wrong with taking a break some people think yeah. no i took two breaks today i don't want to be i don't want to have to take any break at all but sometimes the break actually keep you going for that little bit longer mm-hmm. so that's that's you know tuning yeah. into that is a big deal another one that i would just add to that and obviously this is maybe for the little bit more progressed mm-hmm. uh, sedentary person um so a little bit fitter would be um to avoid injury with kneeling down and and, and gardening yeah is a big one so the get-ups really simple yes. get-ups and how and doing that correctly so like you know you're on your two knees and then you go to put your leg in front and just repeating so you literally go from your knees to standing and knees to standing, mm-hmm. control through your breath and just do repetitions of that. It can yeah. even be in on the carpet inside first. Another thing that's then you uh, can use the chair there as well. Yeah, you for can support. Use the chair for a little bit of support yeah. initially, and then once the chair comes away, then again you're on to another little challenge. Yeah, and it really is. I think, especially like at no age do you have anything to prove to anybody, but no. especially at that age, yeah. like I mean. You've nothing to prove by yeah. trying to get a certain amount of reps done or trying to get yeah. a certain amount of exercise done. It's just about moving the body to maintain that health or to yeah. achieve that health that yeah. maybe you've never had the time to have because you were working and then looking after the children and then looking after your mom or doing the housework or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like people have different commitments and that is okay. Yeah. So it's learning how to work around them and fit in, you know, little bits of varied exercise yeah. throughout your week. Absolutely. And not not putting pressure around it because as soon as you start to make trying to achieve that exercise stressful, mm-hmm. it turns you off straight away. Absolutely, you don't so, want to part of your life. So to take to take what you said there, I know that it still stands for any any age because mm-hmm. it's it's true. Mm-hmm. So if you were to take now the example of a younger person, and we'll start off with just the younger, relatively fit individual who hasn't been quite as active as they as they have been in the past and then they're thinking of the example you gave of going out with their friends to do a 10k when yeah. it would have been easy for them in the past but now it's like oh, this is this is really tough so what would you advise there in terms of activities in a day that could build themselves up to that so my not first... just exercise sorry but also actual exercises oh yeah so first of all that is a difficult space to be in no matter what age you are like whether you're 20 and it's just a case you haven't bothered doing anything because you know you weren't interested or college took over or whatever it is 
it's a difficult space to be in because you once were fit and now you're not. And yeah. that's a difficult thing to try to yeah, accept. You have to accept that. Right, I've had that issue myself. Yeah, we've all been there. It, <laughs> it um, presents itself when you've had a baby. Because mm-hmm. your strength, if you don't kind of maintain that fitness throughout pregnancy, it kind of comes wham, bam, I am weak right now, right? And then mm-hmm. you have to kind of build on that afterwards. And there's, 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 a, there's a beautiful um, transition that happens there. Right? Yeah, like I mean... Yeah, sometimes you think it's beautiful and then sometimes you think it's not, but people experience that in different ways. Mm. And, you know, you do feel a little bit weaker and that's not a nice thing to feel initially. Mm. Um, and then you kind of start to get to grips with it and you're like, right, am I going to sit here and feel sorry for myself and I'm going to mm. act and do something? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a full workout, but at least if I get the first 10 minutes done, mm. I've moved and mm. I've done something. So it's... It's kind of, and some people need a bit of support in that, and that's fine too. Like, if you're really struggling, you need a friend, and you're kind of like, Look, I'm gonna ask someone to do a workout with me, be it in the same room or on Zoom or whatever it is, might just be that motivation that you need to actually get that done. And then once you've done your first one, yeah. you get the endorphins and you get the good feeling that comes with it, and you're buzzing, and then that'll bring you on to the next day, and you'll try maybe a different, less intense one, or you'll have a day of rest and then try it again another day so that's kind of to get you moving off the spot they're kind of the best things i think yeah um for exercises i think the best thing to do is always start with the core mm-hmm. because if you have been away from exercise for a long period of time your core is going to be lazy it's going to be um like just lazy is probably the best word to yeah, be it's honest. not working as it should it's not and you don't think that when you're at that stage but then as soon as you get it working properly you were like i didn't even realize i didn't have a core for so long yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean and i think again bringing it back to pregnancy you really become aware that my core hasn't been working for so yeah. long now i need to switch it on and if you don't invest that time yeah you're um really going to be predisposed to injury yeah first of all because you don't have the kind of center of strength that you should have to base everything else off like your core works in such a way that if you even go to lift a glass, now that's a very small example, if you go to lift a glass, your core should fire if it's, if it's functional, if it's healthy. But lots of people wouldn't experience that because they don't have that, they don't have that input, they don't have that awareness of their mm. core, they don't know how it functions. So, so that goes back to what we spoke about where when you move often on different ways and have good mobility, you have a, an increased neural blood and lymph flow yeah that's the it's like a whole body awareness Mm -hmm. that is health Mm -hmm. you know and it it goes to show in in studies and we would have learned about it in college is that the first thing to improve when you engage in exercise is your nervous system Mm -hmm. so your whole body it can sometimes come as a shock initially when you reintegrate into into sport or into exercise your nervous system is kind of like what just happened yeah now i need to respond to this because i'm now being told that we're going to do this more often so I need to make sure that I can do the movements. Like sometimes in the class, when I when I um integrate a new exercise, the girls will respond and they'll be like, that one was tough. And it's because their nervous system isn't aware of that particular exercise. So they not only have to deal with it in terms of their energy expenditure, but they have to deal with it in terms of knowing how to actually do the movement. Mm. And the movement, more often than strength, gets them because... They just, they're not coordinated in that yeah. way yet. That's and, the nervous system. Yeah, that's yeah. the nervous system. So again, then once your body is like, right, she wants me, he or she wants me to do this movement, it then begins to learn. And it's through input. 
that the body learns how to do something. So exercise is both physical training and mental, mental training. Yeah. And that's that's something to be aware of. Like you're never going to be a master of something overnight. And it's being patient with yourself to allow you to adapt and learn. And I think even for those individuals who are engaged in exercise quite regularly throughout the week, maybe even some athletes, their core may not be functioning properly. And that's something very often with athletes. Yeah, that's something to be aware of. Um, and to start working on because mm. not only can core proper core function improve your overall health, it can improve your performance. Mm. So it's a major consideration for yeah. everyone. Absolutely. So just one thing I'm going to expand on was say the population of middle aged man. Yeah. Right. Often what what I found from my experience working with that population is that they'll either be a cardio bunny mm-hmm. or they'll be uh, a gym goer okay okay so they'll say like right i'm going back to the gym i'm going to lift heavy again i'm going to go back to my 20s where i was lifting you know 100 kg yeah or they go right, i need to get back i'm going to go back about i just want to play football with the lads and i want mm-hmm. to get back one i need to get back fit and healthy um and so often what happens there is they go straight back into what they were they thought they were able to do you know, 10, years 10, 15 years ago. And then the first thing that happens is the body goes, what are you doing? Can't do this. Not, no idea how to even do it anymore. Going back to the whole neural input you're talking about there. So I just want to link that in with um, what you just spoke about. It's very, it's the exact same advice, but I just want to maybe address that population and to say like, you know, although obviously you didn't go through the trauma of the likes of childbirth or anything, the same adaptation occurs when you start exercise because yeah. they're they're starting almost and this might sound very extreme, but in a lot of cases you have middle aged men who haven't worked who haven't exercised correctly in a long time, or exercised at all in a long time. So their their base level of strength and fitness is very very low, from again the, the office workers and the the um, sit in the car whatever it is. So that can be compared to that of a of a postpartum woman yeah it's interesting that you raise that question because i my outlook on that particular situation has changed mm. since you know i i had my own little girl and um, because i don't think i've ever been as strong as i am now based on the different approach that i took post having her mm-hmm. and that was to look at the situation not in a negative way and to say look at all the strength i've lost but to almost see yourself as a blank canvas mm-hmm. and I'm going to start again and this time I'm going to do it right. Yeah. And it's looking at how do I do it right? Yeah. Well, it's also knowing how the mind works and how to keep yourself interested in terms of if you do something and you succeed at doing something, you're going to want to do it again mm-hmm. because that success comes with a chemical reward for the body. Yeah. And so you're more likely to go do it again. If you try something and you fail, you have to work hard now, not only to try and be interested in it, number one, but to try and do the exact thing that you failed at doing last time. And that's difficult. Yeah, for sure. Again, the whole acceptance. Yeah, and so you're trying to say to yourself, well, I'm more likely to do 2K than I am to do 5K right now, Mm -hmm. this situation. So I'm going to do my 2K and I'm going to do it well and I'm going to succeed. Mm -hmm. And that's going to make me want to go and do another 2K, even try for a 3K. But if I do a 5K and I fail, Mm -hmm. am I likely to wait tomorrow? Exactly. It's unlikely. Or... I might want to wait tomorrow and try again, but I'm going to be injured. Mm-hmm. So it's breaking it up into those small things and trying to put a positive slant on something rather than a negative one. And like the thing about it is, is that very often 
you find individuals who say, like some of the ladies I would work at, they respond and they give me feedback and they say, Hannah, I've never been this fit. But that they had that initial point where they had to say, right, I'm going to give this a go. I've been to different gyms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been to different gyms. I've tried online stuff. I've tried, you know, having my own personal trainer. Yeah, and it still didn't work. I still couldn't stick at it. It's that consistency Absolutely. that is key. Absolutely. And his consistency comes from having varied exercise, keeping yourself interested, mm-hmm. and moving often yeah. at an intensity that you can sustain. And, and to further that. Definitely being specific at the start mm-hmm. with someone like yourself or myself who are professionals. So we know exactly where to address. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about here the importance of core and the core functioning. And, you know, someone might listen to this and say, okay, I need to work on my core before I get back into this and they do 40 sit-ups. Is that actually the best way to address your core? No, it's not. No. We both know that. Yeah. And, you know, or maybe their, their, their way of working a core is, you know, I'm doing going to do 20 press-ups. And they're holding their breath for the whole 20 press-ups. Mm-hmm. And they fall on their chest in the last one because their oxygen's there. I mean, it's, it's, it's also a sensory experience in that they've actually gotten themselves up off the chair and gotten onto the ground and done the 40 sit-ups. And that needs to be celebrated Absolutely, in itself. for sure. But in terms of getting the best out of what the, the time they're putting into it, yes. that's when a professional comes in. And even if it's just a case of, okay, for a month, I'm going to go to someone who knows what they're talking about. And okay, this might be a bit controversial what I'm saying here, but not all professionals know what they're talking about. Well, there are some yeah. people out there who, you know, it, it's very important, basically what I'm trying to say here is to address the core properly and efficiently regarding your time. I think, I think it's a case that... You're going to come with your own goals. Yeah. And I think that when your goals are centered around health, you're going to have a positive outcome. If your goals are centered around aesthetics, mm-hmm. if you want to look a certain way, if you want to lift a certain amount. Lift a certain amount, that's maybe well on down the line that that's going to happen and so it's getting into a consistent pattern of regular exercise that's going to work. Yeah. If you're focused towards health you're going to look better. You're going to be able to lift heavier. Those things will come, but they shouldn't be your goal. Absolutely. Like weight loss, yes, absolutely can come through exercise. Um, and it will happen once you start moving. But I, if that's your overall goal, you'll have weeks where you don't lose weight because you're at a certain part of your menstrual yeah, cycle, or yeah. you'll have a weeks that you don't lose weight because maybe you decided to have a takeaway at the weekend and so you're retaining water whatever it is there's so much to seeing a different number on the scales whereas if you're working towards your goal in terms of i'm constantly improving each week wouldn't have been able to do 10 sit-ups last week and now i can do 15 or if you're doing it in a monthly basis well i've done four workouts this week instead of doing three like that's what you're looking for. It's the kind of, I think they're known broadly as like non-scale victories. Yeah. Those other little things that you can take that are real positives that a year ago you didn't have. They're like maybe feeling like your clothes are a little bit looser. Mm-hmm. Um, Your body will change shape when you engage in exercise, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it will shrink straight away. Mm-hmm. And they're all things to be just mindful right. of yeah. because and they can be deterrents in terms of continuing with your exercise. Yeah, because... We all we know that when you exercise, you might not see any change in the scales because although you're 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 changing in body shape, mm-hmm. muscle weighs heavier than fat, so yeah. you could be slimmer and trimmer and everything in dimensions. Yeah. Um. 
but your body fat and your body fat has reduced yeah but you're you could actually even weigh heavier on the scales mm-hmm. and so scales is a really dated way of actually measuring your health and your weight but also to um just to touch on um that would be the motivation factor yeah. so what is like if you have a very specific goal and if that goal is health say something that's positive your motivation to actually do it will be there day in day out because you're thinking right i want to do this for my health i want to actually be able to you know get the best out of my day and, and give to others whereas if you're talking about oh, i want to look a certain way or i want to lift a certain amount you know you come to a bad day and you're like oh, i'm not bothered yeah i couldn't lift it so i'm not gonna do it tomorrow yeah i'm not gonna do it or oh sure i'm 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 way up on the scales now sure what's the point of even trying anymore because i'm doing all this work and it's not working for me yeah, and that can be a hard mindset to be in like, because when people have realized that they need to make a change hmm. um it's not only like they're dealing with the emotional aspect of that as well and i think it's very important to be you know compassionate with an in, with an individual who's feeling like that hmm. um and it's not about kind of lamosing them, but it is about trying to encourage them to continue to go, even though the scale might reflect yeah. exactly what they want. Um, and I think the more that you do that with a person, the more likely they are to kind of adopt that quality and to say, it doesn't really matter what I weigh on the scales. Yeah. It's more about, can I function? Yeah. Can I go do a squat? Can I go lift the shopping in on my own? How, do I, I, how do I feel physically? Yeah, I, can do I, I feel well? Can I lift my toddler? Mm. Um, and when you can do those daily things, like you're winning. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you could have you can have a person who goes out and does ten Ks every day, but then they come back and they don't have the energy to actually do those things they want to do. And and it's not again, that's not an ideal place yeah. to be in. Yeah. So it's it's really when you when you work towards health, you're gonna achieve those things anyway. Yeah. So for those individuals who are looking to get back into exercise, regardless of their age, um it's really important to know that you know they can reach out and have a call with us, a quick chat, be it on Zoom or in person, and we can um you know set up set up a program for them, set up a really staged, gradual, uh way of getting back into exercise where it seems doable for them and it's it's health centered. Mm, absolutely. So there's lots of different ways of of getting in contact with us. You can get in contact through our Instagram and our Facebook page under McElwain Injury Management um and if you just dm us on either of those yeah we can arrange a call if that way you'll also find us on mackleyandinjurymanagement.com thank you for listening tune in again next week for another move well podcast